Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I stuttered there for a second in my bar in my brain, yep. and I don't know why. Me neither. It went flawlessly, but until I was like, did I say that right? I didn't, for some reason, my brain was like, movies doesn't go first. Yes, it does. You tripped yourself up there. I did. Uh, I'm your host, Preston, just joined as always by my delightful co-host. <laughs> Batman. See, I can get it out without stuttering. Yeah, you have two uh, syllables to say. Yep. I've got... I, I give up. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to mess up because I always say something and botch my words at some point. Yep. Every episode. What should people do? Uh, Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Specifically, like and subscribe to our Instagram because we need to remember to post stuff on there. So. Oh, crap. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, I meant to post something when we went to Venom, but forgot about it. I was going to take Oops. another okay. I was going to take another picture of Maria Menounos. Oh, yeah. Hashtag free Maria. Free Maria. <laughs> but we didn't see her. Yeah. Just heard her voice. Oh, that's right. Maybe maybe she left her left and like yeah. they're just cobbled together a bunch of the words <laughs> she said in the past to make it a uh, that'd be, be great. Free, Maria, be free. You were destined for anyway, things. Anyway. Uh what have you been doing? Well, my friend. I talked oh, last week. Hair all my face. <laughs> well done. Uh, I talked last week about how I was trying to go through all my watch lists and start chipping away at them. Yep. And so, given that it's October, I'm doing that now with spooky movies exclusively. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my Netflix one for this week was The Babadook. The Babadook. The Babadook. 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 Which, probably heard of. It's a um, low-budget indie Australian horror movie about a... Um, woman and her young child single mom and her young child mm-hmm. husband was killed in a car accident driving the mom to the hospital to uh-huh. for him to be born uh-huh. for the son to be born uh-huh. yeah um so sad and then a spooky monster shows up and it's kind of horror movie from there spooky spooky indeed uh <laughs> so yeah it does it does the spookiness really well it builds the tension there's like just enough mystery and amb- ambiguity about the monster uh kind of throughout but then, like, the ending turns into just this emotional roller coaster because, like, all the sort of subtle metaphors that were in play come fully into view. Hmm. And the plot crystallizes in just a heartbreaking but really satisfying way. So, so the Baba Duke is this really creepy guy with a giant face or with a giant mouth, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of him and he's kind of. Oh, God. Yeah. He's, he's a spoopy fellow. And he's very spoopy. Yeah. But no. Where did Spoopy come from? No idea. But Tumblr I love probably? it. Huh? Tumblr probably? <laughs> Definitely Tumblr. <laughs> but I fucking love it. Uh, I like yeah. calling things Spoopy. Yep. So the Babadook. Great. Um, on my Amazon watch list, I watched uh, Nosferatu. Nosferatu! Click, 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 click. You don't get that reference because you didn't reference. have a childhood. No, I didn't. It's a SpongeBob reference. Uh, okay. It was like the it was like a like a horror episode basically where it's like uh, the the, the hash slinging hash slinging slasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was like there's all these like symptoms of he's coming like the walls will ooze green slime and like they're uh-huh. going through them all and they're like explaining ah they, the walls do that anyway mm-hmm. and like the uh, uh, lights will flicker and they're like well who was flickering the lights and they look over and there's like a picture of Nosferatu like flickering the lights <laughs> like his hand is just like and then the like a photoshopped smile on it. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. You had no childhood. No, I didn't. But I have an adulthood because I watched Nosferatu, which holds up very well. Is he a witch? A... No, he's he's a vampire. I, I... Why did you say Spoiler witch then? Spoiler alert. 
You're confusing me, Matt. <laughs> I think you would manage to confuse yourself if I were here, so I'm not going to take the blame for that. Okay. Uh, no, Nosferatu holds up surprisingly well for a 96-year-old movie. 96 years old. 1922. That is almost... 1921 i know it was filmed in 1921 <gasps> oh i thought it was filmed in 1923 that would have made more sense <laughs> anyway yeah i mean it's it's definitely like the film quality is terrible because of 1922 <laughs> the special effects are actually surprisingly good for 1922 um, okay meaning there's a little bit of like he disappears once or twice and mm -hmm. just kind of like fades out. And yeah. That's, that's fine. There's also a really cool close-up shot of a Venus flytrap eating a fly, which seems very impressive for 1922. Why is that impressive? I don't know. It just kind of feels like it. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to give it credit for that. I thought it was cool. <laughs> uh, no, but like story holds up. So basically it's a straight ripoff of Dracula with all the names changed. Uh-huh. Um, Dracula is a great story, so uh, yeah. it's got that going for it. Um, the actual monster himself, those effects are really good. Mm -hmm. Like the, the makeup and stuff, that holds up legitimately. It's very cool. creepy. Um, it's, there's some really effective camera work, a lot of good use of like light and shadow and uh, focusing on empty spaces to build tension. It's, like, I, it's definitely dated, but it's also definitely worth watching if you're into right. that sort of thing i will you know um, maybe watch that at some point it, it, is it on the top 1000 movies probably it's like 8.0 on imdb all right maybe I'll, um, I'll probably see it at some point then. it's probably more of academic interest than like enjoyment yeah uh but i think it's worth watching for that um if you do want a silent movie that's worth watching just for like actual good movie passion of joan of art okay that one almost is that another one you tears. watched no i didn't watch that oh, god watched, damn it i watched that one like high school that one's that one's legitimately great. Okay. Just wanted to throw a shout out for that one. Uh, and then on Hulu, I watched The Others. You finally watched The Others. Sometimes I bleed. <laughs> That's that movie, right? That was her. Your face went from <laughs> like went from laughing to like very serious thinking. I'm pretty sure that's that one when she sees him in the forest. Sees her. She sees her husband in the forest, and she's like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, and he's like, "Sometimes I bleed" or something. Yeah. That's like the first kind of hint towards. Right. Well, except for, you know, the kid's photoallergenic or whatever there it is. What's it called? Photosensitive. Photosensitive, yeah. Yep. But, like, that's the first kind of, like, real hint that's like, oh, hey, there's something, something different going, going on. on. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't catch the twist because I knew that there was a twist. Yeah. Uh, but also I'm impressed that they were able to keep it interesting so, and engaging and not give away the twist. Having watched the movie recently, like, I know – what the twist was so i never right. really like like i i would love to be able to watch a movie like that mm -hmm. now the way my brain works that the way I, everyone our our listener knows i'm gonna start saying listener is like a singular mm -hmm. because okay. i'm pretty sure it's just one person at this Probably. point um i don't know if i've heard gage have i don't know if gage has listened to it recently yeah i don't know um but i know mark listens to it because he likes all of our stuff and, exactly um thanks mark and your dad does hi dan or Mr. Dalthorpe. I don't know. I'm 22 <laughs> years old. I feel like I can start calling adults by their first names. <laughs> um, Hi, but, uh, shoot, what was I saying? Uh, you wanted to watch oh, yeah. it again with fresh eyes. So, like, the way my brain works, I feel like I would have, like, not necessarily called it. I mean, like, I know that this is it. Mm -hmm. But I would have probably started to put it together and, like, would be thinking while watching it, 
I would make a movie where, like, you know, the main characters, you think they're alive, but they're actually the ones that are dead. And then they get to the end and be like, oh, yeah, I did, I, I did that. <laughs> is, so having watched it recently, is that something you think that I would have caught on to? I'm pretty sure. Like, okay. I, thinking about it retroactively, I was like, yeah, all the pieces were there. If I were trying harder, like, just watching it to catch the twist, I would have, I okay. think. Um, but I wasn't especially because it was also just an enjoyable, well-made movie. Yeah. Um, so what's the – I mean, you didn't know the twist. You did, yeah, you didn't I, – yeah. I didn't want to tell you the twist. Um, so spoilers really quick. I just want to, like, clarify to remember. So she smothered with the pillow the kids and then shot herself, right? Yes. That's what – okay. What was the husband's deal? He just went off to war he went and off died? to war. Okay. Died in war. Um, unspoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're good now. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, but it's, it's like, it's also just a really good movie because it does what a lot of the best horror movies does and it really plays up the family drama Yeah, to sort of amplify the human tension of it, I guess, mm-hmm. before bringing in the spookiness. How much, how, how much do they do with the family that they presume is the ghosts? Surprisingly little. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember like, like only she talks to... She her friend just talks to Victor like a couple times. Yeah, and, and then, then like like there's the piano playing once. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, and but. it's like it's enough to just make it like spooky. Could just be their imagination, but so what's the like general plot of the movie up to that? I can't uh, remember at all. Basically, so the I just remember the premise in the end. Yeah, the plot is incited when the three servants show up at the door. Oh, I do not remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> so the the three servants show up, um, and the the lady of the house is like, "Yeah, we our our servants just up and disappeared a week ago, so you can come in and help clean things up and straighten things up. Here's the rules, and then spookiness ensues. Okay, plus family drama, plus family. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. yeah, no, I I mean obviously uh, endorsement from him, and also from me for someone who saw it forever ago, and it left such an impression on like six-year-old me mm-hmm. that it's so good that i think people should definitely go watch it yeah go watch that movie yes if you like paranormal stuff that's actually like probably right up your alley yeah so also um the opening credits alone made me go wow three different times one because michelle fairley's in it plays catlin start oh shit yeah she's the <laughs> she's the mom of the other family huh um tom cruise was an executive producer Wow. <laughs> I think it's because he was dating Nicole Kidman at the time. Okay. Well, I mean, we all know what executive producers do. Yeah. Jack shit. <laughs> yep. And thirdly, the director, Alejandro Amenabar, wrote the score. Interesting. Yeah. He knew exactly what he wanted. Yes, he did. So he was like, no, no one else is going to get this right. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was fully prepared for a kind of amateurish score, but no, it's solid, solid horror music. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then I also watched, uh, one non-horror, although it was kind of horrifying movie, uh, Hold the Dark, new Netflix original. Hold the door? Hold the, hold the door. Too soon? Only people, only people who've seen Game of Thrones get that, and it's definitely too soon. Yep, it will always be too soon. Even people who saw it when it happens, it's still too soon. Yeah. Way too soon. (laughs) Still kind of, still fresh in mind, so it's still a little, rubbing that raw sore a little bit. Yep. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Hold the Dark, new Netflix original movie from uh, Jeremy Saulnier, I think it's pronounced, who directed Green Room, which I really liked. Uh-huh. Um, basically, boy gets Boy taken... meets girl. 
No, remote village in Alaska, boy gets taken by a pack of wolves. Um, there have been three children from the village that get taken. Uh, so this naturalist that specializes in wolves gets called in to come hunt down the wolves, figure out what's going on. Um, gets embroiled in a, a darker conspiracy mystery once he gets there. So you said it's horrifying. Is it because it's really bad or it's like just unintentionally scary? Well, I mean, it's it's I mean, pretty it's pretty brutal, pretty bloody. Like this director is known for his oh, like, okay. really aggressively violent style. So is it more like realistic uh, Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, where it's not like balloons of vague blood. It's, it's just not, like oh it's god, not that's... gratuitous. It's just like yeah, we're gonna cut this person's throat in such a way that you just see it all like spurting out. Yeah, like um, Game of Thrones does. Yeah, it's kind of Game of Thronesy. Gotcha. Except like modern day. Yeah. Um, also horrifying because it's not great. Uh, really disappointing it's the sort of movie i really like it's kind of dark and slow and mm, has high-minded ambitions um and it's got some nice violence and it's got some actors i really like it's got a uh, jeffrey wright plays the naturalist okay um and alexander skarsgård plays... yeah, yeah i know him yeah he plays the guy who was like naked and thor the worst one no that's their dad yeah ah shit yeah what's his name uh, dad, dad is like Scar, Scar's guard or something. Something to that effect. <laughs> I don't remember. Some actual Scandinavian. Yeah. No, Alexander was. He's the guy from Mute. I haven't seen Mute. Um, it doesn't help me. I'm sure you've seen him in something. I'm sure I have because it's the fucking Scar's guards. Yeah, I'm in everything. No, he's he's great in this, but he's about the only thing that and like some pretty landscape porn is the only thing this movie really has going for it. Gotcha. It's. Uh, it's trying really hard to either say something or not something, not say something, but it can't make up its mind whether it's trying to say something or not say something, and it manages to say nothing in a way that's completely unsatisfying. Oh, man. So <laughs> it's just kind of a dull mess. You heard it here, folks. Ringing endorsement for yeah. Hold the Door Dark. Yep. I, I, it's not an atrocious movie, but it's just not very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. I wrote a I wrote a whole review. It's on our Facebook page if you're Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. That's right. Yeah, you did see more of that. Interesting. Yep. Is that all you got? Uh, yep. That's all I got. All right. What do you got? Uh, I have been playing obviously more Spider-Man. I beat yep. the, I beat the story. Uh, made me cry twice at the end. Well done. Uh, which is really amazing for people who play video games. You're not typically really emotionally invested in the game, but like they do a really good job. The voice acting is really good. That you actually do kind of you do. I was literally was like choked choking mm -hmm. up. Two separate occasions at the end. Um, really good writing, uh, has just solidified my, my, my stance that once I finish all my DC stuff, mm -hmm. I will be going for Spider-Man. Okay. Um, that's my first Marvel thing. Yep. Uh, then I was three minutes away from watching, starting to watch, uh, Luke Cage, but then apparently my Netflix got booted and it was late at night and my parents were asleep. Uh, mm -hmm. so I couldn't get the password. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, never mind on that. Oh. Uh, I read the first issue, Matt, I broke my, my principles on sticking purely to trade paperbacks. I got the first issue of Heroes in Crisis, oh. which is amazing. Okay. <laughs> I am so excited for this story. Uh, so basically I, I think I've explained it before, but premise of Heroes in Crisis is like, uh, there's this thing called Sanctuary, which is where people or heroes can go to like get help. Uh, examples are, uh, Arsenal goes there because he was a heroin addict. Uh, <laughs> Harley Quinn goes because she's fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, and no, what? is the Joker? Is that one of her nicknames for the Joker? Nuts. 
It'd be funnier if they were actually still together, but they broke up forever ago. Oh. Get with the times, man. <laughs> like forever ago. <laughs> uh, no, it's really good. It starts off with killing two major characters. Oh, always fun. Which is, I mean, well, okay. Hmm. I'm going to say this because I'm pretty sure no one else that is listening currently is going to read it. Uh, and anyone that's listening to it that is going to read it is probably, like, way in the future that's going back and listening to all of our back episodes, like this one. Right. Uh, and is Hello already from the knows. Past future people. Huh? Hello from the fa- past future Hello people. from the fast future people. <laughs> uh, but they kill off Wally West and uh, Arsenal. Oh. So, like, Roy Harper and Wally West are both dead. Balls. So, yeah. Uh, and then it's just like, oh my god, what happened? Like, what? So basically, it starts off that the sanctuary is like destroyed and there's people dead, and mm-hmm. it's going through. It introduces a couple new heroes mm-hmm. just to have them already dead. Okay. Uh, so like, there's these birds picking apart this costume, and you see like entrails, and then it cuts uh, like on the next on the parallel page, it's introducing that character in like the interview for the sanctuary. Uh huh. He's like, I'm Blue Jay. I shrink. Sometimes I shrink on purpose, but now I've started to like realize I. Or, I've started to shrink unintentionally, so like I'll go to sleep full size, and then I'll wake up drowning in my sheets because I'm small. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like you realize that like he was literally just being pecked by birds, and he's dead. Uh, Charming. And it like goes through the end, and basically what they said at the end is that Booster Gold killed everybody. So we're gonna see how how that happens. Yeah. Uh, they didn't like. He was like accusing Harley of like uh, you killed him, and she's like, no, I didn't kill him. You did, or something, and it ended there. So obviously it's probably like a metaphor for something that I'm he sure. didn't actually do it. It doesn't feel like a literal thing. But dude, so the the Deadpool fans in Marvel are mm-hmm. the equivalent to the Booster Gold fans in DC. Okay. They're the shit ones that make us look bad. And they are in a fucking frenzy right now. <laughs> the the Booster Gold fans are pissed and they are like boycotting DC right now. <laughs> Like they are mad oh. that they had like Booster Gold kill it, kill heroes, and Good luck it's with that children. It's hilarious. Yep. Uh, so I've done that. I also watched this really indie movie called uh, called um, uh, 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 shit. What's it called? Uh, Toxin. It's about hmm. these two guys that are like from entirely different like worlds, and they're both complete losers from like where they come from. Right. And then they like come together and they become like really good friends. And you turn it turns out one of them is a cannibal. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's a really indie movie. I, and it's it's got some pretty dark humor. It takes a while to get going, but uh, you, should, you should go watch that. <laughs> All right. Uh, by bizarre coincidence, I went and saw Venom this week, which sounds like it was definitely just ripped straight off of it. It was I'm definitely ripped off Toxin. Yeah, Toxin was definitely way, for, way, way, way before. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> In case you're not clear on the joke, we went and saw Venom. Yeah, we saw Venom. <laughs> Toxin doesn't exist. We should make it exist. Yeah. I mean, we can obviously not make it like a symbiote, but like have actual two people that are from like different parts of the world, and one of them's a cannibal. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, we're creative. Volume yeah. three coming. To, is it, do we do volumes for that one? I don't remember. I, I think it's parts. I think it's no, parts. Hollywood is parts. Because hmm. because I do different like right edition kind of things. I think it's volumes. I think we're creative as oh, volumes. Yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't remember. We'll be doing anyway. a few more of those coming up soon anyway, so. Yep. Well, I mean, not for you guys. We're doing backup episodes. Right. They'll just be, they'll exist. Yeah, just, you know, just a heads up, just to throw that out there. We're going to, you guys are going to get another backup episode at some point mm-hmm. uh, that is 
the quality is severely worse because it's our last backup episode from the last mm-hmm. mass recording of backup episodes, and we will be recording a bunch of new backup episodes. Yep. So you'll get about this quality. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> know what you're in for yeah. listening to us. I mean, I feel like we're pretty stable at this point. Yeah. So, like, whatever we record now will probably fit in with, you know, what we record yeah. in the next several months. Yep. So um, uh, I think that's – Oh, I've been uh, – oh, I've also been up to an insane amount of homework. Right now I'm insanely stressed. Yep. I have four things due on Monday night, and I have D&D on Monday night, and I have things like Andrew filming on Sunday night, and we're recording tonight, and I have no time. Yep. So, yeah, that's that. All so right. that's, this is one of the reasons why Matt's driving this episode. A little bit. News! So much news! Big news week. Uh, so I guess we wanna, we can just jump through the trailers really quick and okay. get a couple – uh, I think there's a bunch of trailers that came yeah. out. Uh, we can just kind of jump through them. Several. Uh, it's also New York Comic Con, which explains. Right. So let's just kind of go down the list, say a few words about each one, and okay. get trucking. Because we're at 20 minutes. And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's first? Uh, the new Spider-Verse trailer. New Spider-Verse trailer. I fucking love John Mulaney. Uh, I, I was really excited for this movie because the animation style looks cool, and it looks, it looks fun. It looks, like, really... Like char- not charming, but like delightful. Mm-hmm. But then they introduced John Ham and John Ham or uh, not John Ham. It's John <laughs> Mulaney as Spider Ham. <laughs> Spider Ham is now seventy percent of the movie, or seventy percent of the reason I want to see this movie. Yep. Because it just like it. It's not the voice you would expect for that animation of a spider right. pig, but it definitely works. Yeah. And it's amazing, and it's hilarious, and I'm excited, and I love how they do different animation styles for the different universes. Yep. I was hyped for this movie already, and I'm more hyped now. I am super, super, di- super duper hyped. All right. What's next? Uh, the extended five-minute Aquaman trailer. Uh, it doesn't we, – we actually talked about this. It doesn't mm-hmm. make me less excited, mm-hmm. but I don't think it really has, like, pumped anything up because there was some cheesiness to it. A little bit. There was a few, like, lines. Yeah. But the – it definitely like they showed they showcased like the Aquaman humor where it's like she like she was like all magical and pulled water and he's like he's gonna pee on it yeah <laughs> which was which was pretty funny yeah um the action looks solid yeah um we got sort of that extended chase sequence it's a little clunky maybe it is it is pretty clunky it seems slow it seems yeah it seems for someone who's like super powered like Mara is right. um but that may maybe not be done. Yeah. Maybe they'll do some, like, additional kind of effects or, like, different cuts or certain music with yeah. it. That... I, I bet they'll edit it different. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm about on the same page with you. Uh, I was reasonably excited for this movie going in, and I'm not less excited now, which I think is a good sign. I will say, uh, ab- after going back and watching it uh, again, the, the chase sequence, it seems like they tried to do long takes but didn't commit to it. Yeah. Some of those are, like, a little longer stretched, but, like, so you can feel it, and then it, like, it's kind of, like, bad transitioning on a car. Yeah. Like, bad gear shifts, where it's just, like, I can see what you're going for, but you're not committing to it, so it feels weird. Right. It's, like, it's just a weird, it's, it's almost like the Uncanny Valley with, like. A little bit. With, like, long take. It's, yeah. like, either, like, do some awesome cuts or, like, stick to the long take. Right. Um, so. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's different when you I'll, see it. I'll, I'll wait to the movie to pass judgment. Yep. But um, we, I, yeah. it, obviously, we're gonna get a giant third act fight, uh, battle sequence, battle sequence yep. between probably the Atlanteans and maybe the rest of the kingdom, perhaps. I don't know. Because uh, those, those deep red guys. Orm is definitely what? 
The deep red. What? The the red army. Because there's like the red army and the blue army, and they see the big CG. Oh, yeah, battle. yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what those are. I'm pretty sure the, the Atlanteans are going to be the bad guys for the most of it because it seems like Orm is in charge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. he'll have to fight against the Atlanteans who are fighting literally just following orders. Right. But, yeah, that's all I got for that one. Okay. Um... We got an actual Daredevil Season 3 trailer. I am fucking stoked! Now I get what you were saying with the Kingpin. We see his classic white suit. I oh, didn't yeah. see that cut. Or didn't see that short part. But mm-hmm. why, why, you got you had the... Meaning that you were... I was just going to say... So much hype! Oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> I, typically the... Is like yeah. a... Not, I was just like but, catching my breath to stop myself from word from screaming <laughs> yeah no it looks really cool and yeah. i am so st- i think they're gonna be they're they will probably get back to the quality of season one yeah so not, not that season two was much well, no, yeah <laughs> but like season one is its own thing yeah I, this this looks fantastic um we also just today got a one minute bullseye background trailer Oh, we did? Yeah. I didn't see that. That just came out like a few hours ago, I think. I'll watch it when I get home. Yep. Uh, looks like he's going to be an interesting, fleshed-out secondary villain, which is exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. And Bullseye is like a major, iconic Daredevil villain, so yeah. it's good to get him right, and it looks like they're... And it, it's good because yeah. like you have Fisk, and so you don't have to spend time developing Fisk. Exactly. Fisk is Fisk now. So right. now you can spend some time developing another character. Yeah. Which like is really good when you like take your time to develop char- what characters at a time mm-hmm. uh, instead of like throwing them all in one movie and like expecting them to all form a justice. You're like <coughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little saltiness towards that. Yeah. But like no, it I I'm excited that the like I don't know. I'm just excited. I don't yeah. know. I need to go back and watch all the other things. I'm still a little skeptical to watch Iron Fist season two. I know you say it's good, but like one is so bad that I'm still scared of Iron I Fist. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, season two is legitimately great. Um, like Iron Iron Fist season one, Iron Fist fisted us so hard that I'm scared of Iron <laughs> Fist two. <laughs> Speaking of examples where they just throw a whole bunch of characters at the screen and try to develop every single one of them. Yeah, like, here's the hand and. Oh, the hand has different factions, and also here's all the Meachums and Danny Rand and Colleen Wing and yep. Danny's yep. homeless friend that dies. Oh yeah, forgot about him. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, I think that's all the trailers I had listed. Okay. I've, I watched the Mortal Engines one, but I oh don't care. No one cares. Like everyone's like uh or like they're like oh look it's Peter Jackson's next epic. It's like he lost all of his credibility with the Hobbit. Tri- Hob- trilogy yeah he's he has a winning record right now on epics if you count king kong but oh yeah it's uh it's a, it's it's a real slim, tight one it's a slim margin yeah uh we have uh, uh i'm gonna dive in here we have the synopsis synopsis photo and directors for the mandalorian tv show yes oh my god i'm so excited this is exciting it's not gonna be a boba fett no i can almost guarantee it's not gonna be what everyone wants it to be boba fett because like They'll be like, oh, hey, if it's after, because it's after original trilogy right. before new trilogy. Mm-hmm. So obviously it could be like Boba Fett survives the thing, but I don't think they're going to do that. Probably not. Um, however, I love the Mandalorian armor mm-hmm. just as it is. So anyone who has the skills to be a Mandalorian like fighter mm-hmm. is going to be an amazing fighter, and yeah. it's going to be really cool. One of the directors, Taika Waititi. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So obviously they're going for some humor. You can't have Taika Waititi and expect him to quell the and like just quash this. Right. It will be either a funny episode or like they're going for like 
maybe make this a funny, awesome show. We'll see. Maybe we'll get a Thor that's like it's yeah. awesome with action, mm-hmm. and it's awesome with funny, and it's awesome with plot. Mm-hmm. If you like, I mean, let Taika Waititi just kind of do his thing again. Yeah. I don't. What's how's uh, Bryce Dallas Howard? I don't think she's ever directed before. So that's Maybe, a little like aside from. Shorts. I mean, obviously, I can't like say, "Oh, never directed before." This might go bad because you know we got a John Krasinski. Yeah. That so. Yeah. She. I mean, she actors some, can direct. Yeah. She has some directing like experience with short film. Um, her dad is one of the more high-profile yeah. directors Run in Hollywood. Hard. Yeah. And she's clearly just a talented, creative person anyway. Yeah. Like actors, surprisingly often turn out to be pretty good directors. Well, typically, like, well, I feel like that that might be the case because they spend a lot of their time see with a lot of directors yeah, yeah a lot of the time so they can see what works and what doesn't exactly. and then they can implement that yeah so i i think she's a good choice uh mm-hmm. the only other one of the directors that i'd heard of really was uh rick from muiwa from muiwa i think that's uh yeah he directed dope which came out a few years ago as a nice straightforward little indie movie it's got Again, it's got sort of a irreverent sense of humor to it. It's not as over the top improvisationally funny as Taika, but yeah. he's he's definitely got it like a sort of a humorous, even just a humorous rhythm to yeah. his filmmaking. Um, and Bryce Dallas Howard definitely has comedic timing. Oh yeah, like you yeah. can you can see that, and like even like the Jurassic World, which is the only thing that I've seen that she's in that I'm aware of. You haven't seen The Help? No. Okay. Dude, she's, come on. She's in that. She's got ten years. She's got she's got great comedic timing in that. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I'm sure that Disney would not trust her with it. If and it's they Favreau, right? Believe. Yeah. Favreau's he's, Favreau's writing and basically show running. And he's got some comedic stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, he did the. Oh no, Chef's not super funny, is it? I haven't seen Chef. I haven't seen it either, but I just I've seen clips of it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. Last thing for me is the Harley Quinn has a cast. Mm-hmm. And they actually released a thing mm-hmm. that was uh, pretty Deadpool-y. She's kind of the the DC equivalent of Deadpool's like personality and yeah. like break, breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you see like a there's a little clip of her and uh, Poison Ivy talking in a jail cell, and um, uh, I think Poison Ivy made a joke that was similar to Deadpool about DC being super dark, mm-hmm. and then Batman like pops up for a second. Okay, so. But yeah, no. Uh, it, we should. I should say who. She, do you know who she is? I don't. Uh, Kaylee Kuoko. Oh yeah, she's been in things. I recognize the name. Yeah, and that's all I got for new. Oh, uh, one other thing is the thing that I saw today that I am really quickly going back to find what it was. Uh, I believe it's uh, Mark Ruffalo got fired. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yep. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was absolutely another one of those, like, uh, Tom Holland bits. Yeah. It's like, let's have him, air quotes, spoil this. Yeah. And then be like, Mark, you're fired. Yep. And then people are, like, pissed off. They're like, because it's just like the joke went right over a lot of people's heads. And they're no like, way. if really? this is the way that you do it, I've lost all respect for the Russo brothers. I don't want to watch any of their movies ever again. And I it's just like, you fucking. I can't believe that anyone actually reacted that way. They did. No Like, way. on Twitter, there's a whole bunch of tweets <laughs> you can find where they're just like, I oh lost all respect for you. If this is actually how you're, hu- <laughs> how you're firing. Or I got to go back to the. If this is actually the way that you fire people, such as Mark Ruffalo, who is an amazing actor, then I've lost all respect for you. And you have such. And it's just. It's a whole bunch of Mortys. 
people. Get it together. People are dumb. That's all I got. For uh, news. I have a few more little things. Uh, we're getting a live action Lilo and Stitch movie. Lilo and Stitch. Lilo. Lilo. What? Lilo. Oh my god. Lilo. <laughs> oh my god. Lilo. Oh my god. That's a rapper named Lilo. That was. That was an atrocity. It's Lilo and Stitch. How did you not know it's called Lilo? I did. Like I've actually seen several episodes. What the fuck? Uh. I apologize for that. I'm... That's like almost worse than saying like epitome. Yeah. Like on in like on the internet. Like that's there forever. Is that not how it's pronounced? No. It's I, not. I, I know. I'm ashamed I, of you. I've, I've made that mistake in real life before. So. Yeah, no, and Sean Sean has definitely said facade and I never yep. let her live it down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um yep, so I'm excited for that. All the Disney fans I know are excited for that. Yeah. Um, I didn't meaning... know that was happening, but that's gonna be interesting to see how they do Stitch. Yeah. Without I... making him look like a terrifying monster. Yeah. Because he's an alien with several legs, and he—I think he probably kind of Pixar, Pixar, Pixarify it, Pixify it, Pix, Pixar, Pixarify, Pixarify, Pixarify it a little bit, and give him sort of some rounded edges, make him a little more cartoony. Uh, all right, they'll—they'll they'll make it work. We have yet to actually get any of like, oh no, we got um, Beauty and the Beast, but he literally is a giant monster. Yeah, we have yet to get one of those like charming kind of. Uh, live action things like we don't have like a, the Pikachu thing that we can like right. see one of these live action all the live that I can think of all the live action stuff like the stuff like also uh, Sonic the Hedgehog mm -hmm. stuff like that we have don't we don't have one of those that's good yet right to where they take this like little creature this animated creature and make it live action yeah without making it look like a fucking monstrosity yeah so uh, skeptical about that until we get uh, get proof that it can be done yep. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Uh, Deadpool is maybe putting out a new movie, although maybe it's just a PG thirteen adaptation. Um, what? Yeah, Deadpool. There's a Deadpool movie coming out on December twenty first. Um, it animated, live action, live action Deadpool movie. Yep. The the they released an image of um Fred Savage, who was the kid from the like bedtime story in uh princess 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 bride that's the movie princess bride yes eh. um <laughs> which you eh. hate and everyone hates you for hating yeah uh so you know he's a little kid but he's he's like grown up and deadpool's there with a santa hat reading something to him so the, is it ryan reynolds yeah i mean probably it's just the deadpool suit oh you didn't actually hear the voice so I well the the betting is the betting is this movie is going to be a PG thirteen re edit of Deadpool two, but framed as Deadpool telling the story to Fred Savage. Okay, which it makes sense for Deadpool. Yeah, it <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. It's a little more of a kid friendly one. Like I imagine there's a decent audience of kids that really wanted to see this that's parents wouldn't let them. Yeah, and this is it them a an theatrical release? Yeah, theatrical release. All right. Well, we're not going to go see it, are we? No. All right. Good. I, I don't want to fucking spend my money on that. <laughs> yeah, I've I've already seen Deadpool two and enjoyed yeah. it plenty. Unless it's like literally, if it's a new different movie. If it's Deadpool three, that'd be great. <laughs> if it was Deadpool three, <laughs> that'd be that hilarious. Would, like, I love. I would love for more the like. I would love for the news to shut up sometimes mm -hmm. and like let things go completely under the radar. Mm -hmm. Like how much work they put into the the Thor two cameo of Chris Evans. Yeah. Which is literally like three seconds on screen yeah 
I would love for someone to make an entire movie under the radar like that. Like yeah. they make Deadpool two, and then like the moment they're done, they start working on Deadpool three, and no one notices. Yeah. Or maybe like they just they just it all together. They just claim that they're still filming Deadpool three or yeah. Deadpool two, yeah. and they just made Deadpool three, and they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, here's fucking Deadpool three. <laughs> that would be the most Deadpool thing of all time. It would. I, of all companies to, or all all stories or movies to do this, this would be the one to do it. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, Deadpool three, happy birthday. I think that's not likely. Happy Christmas. I think the internet's right that it's just a PG-13 re-edit yeah. framed as a storytelling, which, eh, yeah, it's, it's a good move in and of yep. itself. I just am not particularly interested. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to make Deadpool PG-13. No. Anyway. Um, Netflix has acquired the rights to the Narnia books. I saw that. Which um, I think is exciting. Uh, I... Can we get a little bit of a break before we hit those? Because didn't we just get, like, Silver Chair or something, like, a few years ago? There is a Silver Chair movie that is sort of in production limbo right now. Okay. We got Don Treader about eight years ago. We got Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, Caspian, which I've seen both of those. I never mm-hmm. saw Don Treader because apparently it's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it – it still has Eddard or Ed, Ed – Ed, Ed, not Eddard. Edmund? Uh, Edmund, yeah. I, I never remember which Ed – it is. Yeah. Because, like, so. I know in the yeah. story that he's the one that's there in the actual right. story. Yeah, him and Lucy. Oh, Lucy's or, there too? Yeah. Okay. Those two and they drag along Eustace. Who? Their cousin, who's terrible and then nope. totally redeems himself. Completely. Okay. I never I, read the books. Okay, I read these books probably a dozen times each, so. Well, you're a loser. Yes. That's why I have a podcast called Just Us Losers, where I'm one of the losers. High five. Ow. That was a good high five. That one hurt. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they're apparently producing both movies and TV stuff, although we don't know any details yet. Yeah, we have. I, I think it's safe to let news happen Yeah. for that um, first. This is definitely a property that's better suited to just movies. They're yeah. short, not particularly dense, but you can definitely fill a two-hour movie with a book yeah. nicely. So Netflix has shown – decent commitment to pouring money into stuff that actually deserves it the menu yep. has been mm-hmm. really well received uh altered carbon was an adaptation of a yeah. pretty well regarded novel and they did good stuff with that 13 reasons was successful albeit fucking garbage for anyone mm-hmm. that actually struggles with depression fuck that mood fuck that show <laughs> uh never yeah. romanticized suicide because it just makes everyone hey no i'm not getting into that <laughs> i literally almost was like accidentally onto that but i'm just gonna okay. drop Cut that yourself off right there um yeah but no yeah. i think I, I think that's probably a good spot for it to end up because it's okay kind of, it's kind of like been all over the place the kind of my film rights have been bouncing around my general reaction to that is just like all right yeah we'll see we'll, we'll see what they do with it but yep sure um and then my last bit of news uh fan bing bing is probably alive oh good <laughs> Woo. yeah so she was that actress that, that went missing relatively famous chinese actress that just straight up disappeared for a couple months mm-hmm. um Turns out she was probably under house arrest for tax evasion, although it's not yeah. the question that she got gulagged, and the press release that was put out was just written by the government. Yeah. Because we still haven't actually seen her. Mm-hmm. Um, but So apparently in China there's a thing where um, the studio gives the actor or the creative person two contracts, uh, one of which is paid at a much lower rate, and then one is paid at a much higher rate, and they submit the lower rate one to the government. Mm-hmm. for taxation purposes mm. um apparently that's really common in china and she, she was got caught she was guilty of that got caught and uh, appears to be in a lot of trouble but is 
probably not going to get killed for it, so that's a good thing. Or she's already dead. Or she's already dead, and they're just going to... Yeah, it's either she's dead or she's not going to be killed. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's so. currently uh, Schrodinger's Bing Bing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Schrodinger's Bing Bing. There we go. We got Schrodinger's Bat and Schrodinger's Bing Bing. Sounds good. All right. What's next? Is I'm that out it? Of, I'm out of news. All right. That was a lot of news. Dude. Was, We're like 40 minutes. I know. Well, it's a good thing because I don't have a ton of content for this one. Cool. So, uh, in anticipation for next week, which is the – I'm very excited for the 52th episode. <laughs> Just going to leave that one there. Move right on. Have you seen, have you, have you seen all the, the bloopers of Thor Ragnarok? No. Ah. Uh, scrapper 142. The 142th Scrapper. Taco <laughs> <laughs> is great. Yeah. Um, but no, it's the 52nd episode, which for people who know about DC, DC is obsessed with the number 52. So naturally, I have been like waiting for this episode. And mm-hmm. after this episode, we're done. Um, we're retiring from podcasting retiring to from live on our earnings. Life. I'm retiring from life. Oh. It's going Brandon, straight separate okay. in the middle of the episode. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, so we're going to be doing an uh, episode dedicated to DC. It's basically me, like, how I would just do the DC universe. Yeah. Uh, so in preparation for that, Matt is going to do how he would do the Marvel universe. With the pre- – obviously, like, the, they succeeded, and you don't really want to change much of how that happened. Mm-hmm. However, how – Matt, how would you, given what Disney has prop- or ownership of now, mm-hmm. like, seeing that they got all the properties from Fox – how would you do a Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, that's an interesting question, now, Preston. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some thoughts on. I'm that. glad I'm glad you think so because I thought yeah. about that question real hard. I know you did. <laughs> uh, it legitimately is an interesting question though because it's hard to get around what we have established right now with mm-hmm. these superhero properties. So X Men kind of kicked things off. X Men and Spider Man in the early aughts as yeah. sort of their own separate, discrete things. And X Men has been continuing since then. Mm-hmm. Like we're still getting X Men movies that are connected, albeit very loosely, to the yeah. original ones next year. So they're pushing yeah. two decades of X Men movies. So are you looking at it as like uh, these X Men movies have been coming out, and you are just doing another X Men thing? Or are you looking at it like these X Men and Spider Man movies did not come out? Um. Well, I'm going to look at a, a few different scenarios, actually. Okay. That's how I approach this question. Um, so the first one is, given the real-world situation right now, how can Disney move forward? Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's actually the easiest question to answer because clearly Avengers 4 is going to have some cosmic-level weirdness going on. Yeah. And it's not beyond a stretch of the imagination to smash two universes together and be like, hey, there's mutants now. Yeah. So I, I think that introducing there's enough comic book weirdness in the world to introduce the x-men and the fantastic four but that's a pretty lukewarm way to do that though yeah just to use the excuse of like cosmic weirdness to have them introduce yeah um anything you do to just introduce a non-trivial part of the population Mm -hmm. which this this going on a small tangent this is the fundamental problem with the x-men is that they've basically always been that yeah. non-trivial portion of the population. And so you have to acknowledge that in history somehow. Yeah. And so there either has to be some collision of the worlds or you completely change the backstory and have it so like, I don't know, fixing the snap just triggers random mutation in some segment of the population. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure how that would work. I can't think of a really convincing way to just be like, here's X-Men. 
Yeah. Um, Fantastic Four, that's actually a lot easier because they just have a very small self-contained origin story. Mm-hmm. They fly into space. They get cosmic raid. They come back down. They're superhero. So they can they, you can have them happen now. Yeah. You, you can, can just, literally just say. You could just make a Fantastic Four movie, have their straight-up normal origin story, and it would fit in comfortably. Yeah. Um, so I think that's actually the least interesting question is how do they do it from here? Yeah. I think more interesting is how would you do it if you could go back? Because mm-hmm. the MCU is so well designed. Like, it's it's amazing that it wasn't just completely orchestrated from the start. Mm-hmm. Because you look at how they started with Iron Man, which is like a super grounded movie. Yeah. Lo- actually looking at it. And it, it comes in the era of gritty reboots. It comes right after Batman Begins. Yeah. and uh, Which kicked off kind of the gritty reboot phase. And... Well, to be fair, Batman – that wasn't a gritty reboot. After the 90s, Batman was just gritty. It yeah. was like the end of the Nightfall uh, Nightfall saga, and he was literally just like, all right, shit's changing, fuckers. Yeah. And then was like, I'm wearing black Kevlar. No longer am I a goofy wearing blue and gray. Yeah. I am going to murder people, except yep. not because I'm not bad. Not, not actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But, I mean, Batman Begins at least started that trend in Hollywood. Yeah. Really kicked off the, let's gritty reboot Hansel and Gretel and Battleship. Oh, yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah. But Iron Man, they did a good job of, they they took the best elements of Batman Begins, which was the groundedness, and introduced, like, their own tone with sort of the the humor. It it does have some darkness to it and a little bit of, like, thematic oomph, but it it does feel like its own separate thing, yeah. which is good because they clearly had like their own tone they were going from. And they're, they, they're very careful, especially early on, like pre guardians really mm-hmm. of keeping things relatively restrained. Yeah. Like there's some kind of cosmic weirdness with the, the Thor stuff, but it's all, it's all given explanations that it's just like really advanced science from this alien race. And yeah. Like, oh, and Captain okay. America does that really well. They have this like, it's all science, and then there's this one thing that just yeah. fucking nobody understands. Yeah. And that's kind of the point, is that nobody understands it. You got yeah. your Nazis that are trying to, like, understand it, and then they ended up mm-hmm. destroying – oh, no, the fakes was a serum, but, like, uh, ended up destroying everything, basically, right. with it. Yeah. But – um, but, and then it's really impressive how the MCU has started, like, started that grounded and then built it so organically to something where we can have Thor – restarting a dead star in the middle of our giant two and a half hour superhero movie mm-hmm. and it feels really natural it feels like an organic part of the plot and something hyper comic booky like that it's really hard to throw something like that at the screen straight away yeah which gets back to the problem then if you start with all these properties in i don't know say Say 2000, when the first X-Men came out. Say yeah. Marvel owns all these properties and is like, we should just do a giant cinematic universe. Yeah. We'll call it the Marvel Extended Universe of Cinematicity. The Marvel M- Extended Universe, the Muke. Yep. The Muke. In the U.S. The Mucus. <laughs> there we go. That's it. The Mucus. <laughs> so this is my pitch for the Mucus. Oh, gross. <laughs> Gross, you did that straight into the mic, too. I know. I'm going to refuse to apologize for that. But again, we get to the back to the problem that the X-Men are the problem. Because either there has to be some massive inciting incident that causes people to start mutating, which also is going to cause the 
fan base to mutate into a ravening mob because that is so not x-men yeah kind of just there uh-huh. and so either you need to have a universe that's already pretty comic booky by just having them there mm-hmm. which is how the actual x-men movies have done it and those work well enough on their own terms but it it's not as deep an investment i think because it starts that much farther removed yeah from real life yeah so again it's kind of the awkward problem of i'd really like to just have it like real life where i'm like okay x-men can go do their separate thing that's just completely off and maybe eventually we smash the universes together yeah and then we just start more grounded but we work spidey and fantastic four in a little earlier yeah um well i mean spider-man would be a good one to start that yeah. it's the most popular one and you can make it grounded but like not do the Sam Raimi thing where he's got, like, the powers of web shooters, but, like, right. make him really smart. Yeah. And he's got this weird power that he's, like, super athletic, and that's basically it. Yeah. And I then, mean, like, you got your... You can even do the radioactive spider. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not that's not so out... That's still a very classic, straightforward superhero origin yeah. story. It's... And it's... it. He can be, like, a ground-level enough character. You have him go up against... I don't know. Kingpin, even. Yeah. That's a, that's a very straightforward character. Or Punisher. Yeah. Punisher's just a guy that likes to shoot people. Yeah. There's uh, The point is there's a whole bunch of just straightforward Spider-Man villains yeah. you can do a lot with. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be a good place to start it if you're keeping it separate. The other option that I thought of, and I kind of like this, although it would be really delicate to do, is do it much more close to the comics where you actually start out with a lot of, like, period pieces and then kind okay. of move from there. So you start with, like, x-men first class could fit into this really nicely mm-hmm. where it's that sort of thing where you go back to like the actual comic book origins and approximate that oh yeah in era yeah um and that's interesting because then it's like a different take on superheroes that we ha- hadn't seen so you get like captain america in the beginning right like like they did where he was yeah. World War One. but then you actually build out of that and you do like i don't know an original 50s thor but updated in feeling yeah and of course this is really difficult to do because how do you pull off the original comic storylines without feeling really cheesy so cheesy yeah so cheesy exactly like literally i'm reading the 80s the like the new teen titans which is 80s mm-hmm. and it's so cheesy yeah so that's another one i've been up to i've been like just trucking through the new teen titans i'm not gonna say new teen titans every single week because right. i'm continuously reading that right <laughs> yeah um Speaking of, I also read Venom Lethal Protector, which oh, yeah, I think happened. is late '90s, and it's really cheesy. Yeah, weirdly enough, yeah. it's got a little darkness to it. But the uh, Nightfall Saga is—I mean, that's always the one I jump to for the '90s because that's like epitome of '90s. Yeah, um, that definitely is—it's closer to present day style mm-hmm. than than like other 90s uh stuff like death of superman was around the same time that's more like 80s kind of like cheesiness mm-hmm. uh, but definitely like closer to what what you get now right but yeah no so like starting like we're saying like 80s and 90s are cheesy yeah going back to the 40s and 50s is ridiculous yeah you look at like the original thor stories and stuff and it's I don't know how they could make that play. Although, admittedly, they did pull off a, a period piece Captain America origin pretty well. Yeah. So, it's like it, it is possible they could do it. Um, the other problem is you do four or five of those, and it really starts to feel like a gimmick pretty fast. Yeah. Um. So, like a, a, another way you could do that is you do like a couple of origins or something of like original characters. Maybe you do like a 
Hank Pym Ant-Man yeah. back then and the original Captain America. And then you do like the sequel is present day. Yeah, and then you just jump to present day and you can just say, yeah, so there is this established history of superheroes. Yeah. and That would actually be a really interesting way of doing that. Like not mm-hmm. even necessarily do several, do one, do Captain America. Because like he, the Avengers were a C-list thing, but Captain America was not. Yeah, he was He's kind of the outlier of the Avengers. Right. So have him do his thing. Because then, like, you release it in America, you have a guy named Captain America with the patriotism in our country. We're always mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, America. Yeah. Well, everyone's going to go watch that. Slap Captain – or Chris Evans' handsome face on it. Yeah. And then – so you got that, and then you'll jump to present-day stuff where he does stuff, and he's, like, kind of cool. Right. And then you just throw a whole bunch of references in there. Yeah. Like, you don't make him, like, giant – plot points but you like yeah you definitely reference that people exist yeah. so then other people are like huh that's kind of an interesting thing i'd like to see that movie. like you mm-hmm. you kind of feel the crowd yeah. you don't feel the crowd you you get the sense of like you what them up. you feel them all up you just go in a theater and you just start one by one and then you get get so arrested yep don't so so much arrested <laughs> um but you get the feel for what the what the crowd is most attached to, and then yeah. you do them. Yeah, and you can like go back and do older origins. You can mm-hmm. you can like go back and do like a I don't know seventies Fantastic Four movie. And, yeah, and you just sort of build the universe like this giant timeline that you're just hitting different pieces at once. Yeah, and it's a lot more disorganized, and you don't get that nice linear build up to something like Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, not as easily, at least. Or you do. I mean, hypothetically, yeah, it is possible. Like, you can literally do a thing where – that I do with my D&D stuff where, like, you've got all these completely disjointed stuff. You've got, like, different times, different uh, mm-hmm. different things, different things happening. Mm-hmm. And there's just little, little bitty references to things. Yeah. And it's kind of like what they did with Thanos where there was just, like, all these movies that were, like, yeah, they were connected but not building up towards something, obviously. Right. Until Avengers where it was, like, yo, what up? I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Fight me in, like, four years. Yeah. (laughs) And they do a good job of, like, introducing all the stones and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Six years. 2012 to 2018 is six years. Uh, Yeah. I can do math. Sure you can. (laughs) But, I mean, like, assume a a comparable creative team with the same level of vision and commitment to the universe. Uh, Yeah, they could probably pull that off if they're just, like, hitting different points and then you build up to like sort of a continuous present day story yeah uh that just comes from your established roster of superheroes yeah um and like it really feels like that wouldn't play nowadays because we do have very much linear connected universes mm-hmm. uh x-men the timeline is a mess but those stories kind of progress yeah one at a time the mcu is the uber example there just 18 consecutive movies basically yeah um even DC, to a lesser point, has been kind of one straightforward story. Yeah. With the exception of Wonder Woman, which is just sort of a little outlier yeah. in the timeline. Um, but if we assume that we're starting from a starting point in, say, the early aughts, then we don't have that. And mm-hmm. I think that the audience could be much more used to just little random superhero movies. Because, I don't know, you look, at, you look at the Batman movies and they're – not an obviously connected universe. We well, got two that are connected. Well, yeah, I mean, and then you got Catwoman who tried to be connected but was so terrible and bad and the worst. Right. And it was literally bad enough that we did a booze and booze for it. Yes, it was. <laughs> so that'll eventually. That'll be eventually happen. You'll see it sometime. I'm supposed to be editing that, aren't I? Yeah. I'll get on it. I'm supposed to be editing Drunk Master, and that's not happening. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it. 
it is just such a weird thing to think about because there's so many variables that are just completely different today. Yeah. It would be so dangerous to do that then where like – because, I mean, even right. look at it. Like, first of all, they didn't plan this. Right. They did like Iron Man and then it worked well, so they did another one. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, well, no, they did they – had, Well, they had the Hulk. They had the Easter egg in Iron Man where they're like, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. The well, they had the Easter egg in Hulk where it was Tony Stark. Right. And then – But it, it wasn't obviously building towards an Avengers. It yeah. It was just going to be maybe re- movies that cameo in each other occasionally. Yeah. And then – so that slowly developed. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it now, all these universes that are like, we're going to make an extended universe. Yeah. You get your dark universe and you get your DC yeah. universe. The things that just crumple after the first movie. This is the, yeah, that's kind of the danger with planting ground up is you lose the trees for the forest. Um because yes. you, you forget about the, the individual movies as constituent parts. They just become a means to a greater end. Yeah. And so you get like a mummy that has to sacrifice itself for the service of this trying to build a greater universe. Yeah. And then it's a terrible movie and no one can. <coughs> <coughs> it's the mummy, man. You shouldn't Universal. have said that. They put a curse on you me. You shouldn't have said that, man. You're going to die. <laughs> the mummy is great. I wholeheartedly endorse it. I've never seen it. I saw the Brendan Fraser ones. Those are pretty good. Yeah, those are pretty good. Um, but yeah, so like looking at this and Disney, I am pretty certain that Disney doubled their, like their net worth with the Marvel stuff. Yeah. They were, they were big, but they were not enough that they could go, all right, let's sit down and plan this giant thing and have it work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cause if you sit down then in the early two thousands with all these properties, it's really hard to just be like. We're just going to make superhero movies, but it all is going to be this inter- interconnected thing. You put yourself in huge danger of getting laughed at, getting laughed at, and making terrible movies. Yeah. And then there's also the problem that you look at the movie, the superhero movies from the early 2000s, and they're mostly pretty dated. Yeah. Like the X Men's are still enjoyable, the Raimi Spider Mans are still enjoyable, but but they would not stand up to Winter Soldier. Right. They wouldn't even stand up to Iron Man. Yeah. yeah which yeah. does hold up. Yeah. And I imagine will for a long time yet. Yeah. So. It's risky, and honestly, I think we just – we got really lucky with what we had. Yeah. We had an MCU that had to build from the ground up, mm-hmm. just given the materials they had to start. They didn't have any of the most popular characters, so they had to earn it by making good movies. Yeah. And they had to earn their shared universe by building credibility with the fan base. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, like thinking about this question, I kept coming back to, well, the best way to do it is to just the way we have did the it. X-Men separate, and they've been doing their own thing for a while, and then you – start very grounded with i don't know say an iron man that has no superpowers and just builds himself a suit and mm-hmm. has plenty of enemies that are just no powers or minimal powers and build themselves some suits yeah exactly. or steel suits exactly and then you just you go from there and you you build a universe and if it if it plays you you make it work and then eventually you buy back all your characters and through some cosmic weirdness cosmic comical weird comic comical comic comic, comic. it's comical cuz i mean you look at uh, we call them comics, mm-hmm. but they're not really comics because comics are always supposed to be funny. They're right. technically graphic, like, comics. Oh, uh, what's his name? It has uh, Eisner. Eisner's book has a, a term for them that's nice and intellectual sounding that I'm blanking on. I got nothing. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, the – point is you can smash your universes back together through some cosmic weirdness down the line if you need to yeah and i 
we just we got really lucky. Yeah. That that's that's kind of my point here. I'm excited to see Spider Man and Daredevil together. I really hope that happens. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All but, right. So yeah, I think that's all I've got. Well then, shall we? I think we'd better shall. Thanks everyone for listening to me ramble about Marvel for a while. Ramble, ramble. Yep. Um. You could find this We're podcast. Exactly an hour. Perfect. We've just hit an hour. All right. Uh, you can find this podcast and all of our other episodes and all of our various reviews. Check out our Venom review, by the way. I think we forgot to say that during the What You've Been Up To's. Um, you can find all that at SoundCloud or iTunes, or you can hook up your RSS feed to other places, because that's how that works. Pretty sure. We still have no idea. I don't know. Right Technology is weird and scary, and I mostly avoid it. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, where I occasionally post things. I'm working on a clickbaity article that should be up tomorrow. Uh, and I also write movie reviews. I'll probably write a Venom review at some point this weekend. Yeah. Um, I wrote the Hold the Dark review. Uh, Netflix has actually a really exciting slate of Oscar baby stuff coming out this fall and winter. So I'm probably going to be reviewing a lot of movies um, right as they come out. So if you want to review a movie, it'll be like three words. It's like, I liked it or I didn't like it. All right. That'll be it. That'll be good. Uh, yeah, so you can find a lot at Facebook. Um, if you want to leave us ideas for – uh, future episodes, that's probably the best place to do it. Also, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Justice Losers Pod or on Instagram somehow. Uh, also at Justice Losers Pod. You can also send it via Carrier Pigeon. You can send it via par- Carrier Pigeon. I'm not telling you my address, though, because I don't want stalkers. Uh, it's 123 is where I live, Wayne, at gmail.com. What? What? <laughs> we do have a Gmail, though, if you want to send some more ah! extended thoughts. Uh, Justice Losers Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll probably be posting if we remember something reminding you what our next episode is about, which it's about Preston saves the DC universe. Um, and so you can comment on that and tell us what you, what your ideas would be for fixing slash rebooting slash how you would originally do the DCEU, which is not called that anymore. So yeah, you can find that there. It's the worlds of DC. Twitter. I, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that through. Anyway, I think I've said all the things. So thanks for listening and bye. Bye. Bye bye. You. You. Shit.